Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Did you hear that? Was that? What was that, Dad? Did you, did you hear that? It's a bloody cat. It's a bloody cat. You think it's spying on us? Of course it is. Well, let's find out in today's episode. Welcome to Spies and Lies, an espionage podcast delving into and analyzing acts of espionage throughout history, tracing the exploits of daring spies, covert operations, assassinations, hacking, secret organizations, and more. Co-hosted by me, Omri Rose, who spent his childhood living undercover, thanks to his dear old dad and co-host, Jason, a retired former spymaster of one of the top intelligence agencies in the world. And without further ado... Let's dive into today's episode. Acoustic Kitty, CIA's Spy Cats. Inserting key into lock, the agent carefully opened the door. Silence critical if he was to enter without being noticed. It was late. No one should have been awake. And yet, he couldn't be too careful. He had been traveling for hours, fatigue playing its part after the plane ride. Then, the trip in a waiting car that had dropped him off around the corner from his target. All he needed was carried with him in a small bag and creeping down the hall of the apartment he had entered. Suddenly, a pair of yellow eyes greeted him from the dark. You're a cat, the agent said. And indeed, it was. Meow, the cat replied. Our cat. The agent, the master, my father, returning home after a trip. You're a cat, he said again, reminding the feline prowler, in case the cat forgot, the master's usual greeting for the pet. And the cat, nonplussed, wandered off. Go on, give it to us. What do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Your usual greeting for the cat. You're a cat. <laughs> it would be twice normally. You're a cat. You're a cat. In case it forgot. Correct. It used to sit on the couch and take over the place <laughs> to remind him who's who's responsible in this house. You're a cat. You're a cat. Okay. So what little, is... Little did I know. Little did you know. You'd be doing an episode of Spies and Lies about cats. Exactly. Wait a minute. It's dawned on me now. Was that cat an agent? An operative? It was a double agent. It worked oh, for your mother. Goodness. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What was Acoustic Kitty, and how come the CA decided to operate with cats? Well, it was during the Cold War, as is 
often the time when these kinds of strange operations occurred. There was a need for an increase in surveillance because the Cold War, as we all remember hopefully by now, was the time between the end of World War II and 1991 when the Soviet Union collapsed. It basically was a war between the United States and the Soviet powers, so democracy versus communism, and it wasn't really an active war, but lots of intellectual... It was a cold war. It was a cold That's war. That's why it was called Exactly. Cold war. It wasn't a hot war. It was a cold war. Spies and claiming territory and doing covert actions. And in a time of such cold war activity, you needed agents you could trust. Agents who were reliable. Agents who licked their own fur when needed to. Agents like cats. Right? Let's continue. I'm not sure about where this is going to. Well, because people needed lots of new agents for lots of different operations, people were looking for creative ways that they could utilize intelligence. As it happened, there was an American psychologist called B.F. Skinner who believed that animal behavior could be predicted and shaped through behavioral reinforcement in controlled environments. His work relied on what's eventually become known as a Skinner box, which is essentially a controlled space where positive reinforcement yields specific behaviors. For instance, press the red button, get food. Press the green button, something bad happens or nothing happens. So you play a sound and that's when the button can happen and it teaches animals to do what you want them to do, basically. For instance, rats pressing levers or pigeons uh, pecking keys in exchange for food. The idea for Operation Acoustic Kitty came when the CIA was surveying an Asian head of state, doing a little spy work as they did, and they noticed that during a meeting that this Asian head of state had, feral cats were wandering around and no one seemed to notice or care. And then they thought, ah, no one cares if the cat's there. But what if the cat was working for us? A genius plan, clearly devised by someone who's never had a cat as a pet before. I agree. <laughs> you're a cat. Did he ever say you're a man to you? He never dared to say anything to me. He never talked back to you? No. Not even meow? That he did, I think. It was a well-traveled cat, our cat. It traveled all <laughs> sorts of places. It was your assistant, I know. You ran it. You ran the cat as an agent. Anyway, in 1961, the CIA Directorate of Science and Technology, which was an intelligence gathering branch of the CIA that was also tasked with creating new techniques for intelligence gathering, came up with a plan for cats to spy on the Kremlin and Soviet embassies. 1961, if we recall, is the time period of another episode we've covered on this show, the Bay of Pigs. So while the CIA was doing that, they were also doing this. So what happened? Well... Cats were selected because, like humans, they had cochlear anatomy, which allowed them to filter and focus sounds, which not every animal has. So when they're listening to something, they can focus in on it. And they thought, great, that way, if there's a conversation going on, the cats can focus in on the conversation of the two spies and get all the information that we want. The problem, of course, being that the cats... Or two spies on two people. Or two people. They couldn't get the information out of the cat, so they had to devise another plan, which we'll get to in a moment. They also thought, ah, cats are curious, right? We've heard, oh, you're curious as a cat, or curiosity killed the cat. And they thought, ah, curious cats would mean that the cats would go to all sorts of interesting, devious places because they're so curious, and then we would get all the information we need. Ha ha ha. Like where the cheese is or the mice is? Yes, yes. Well, they dealt with that problem in a different way. So they believed that the curiosity of a cat would lead them to investigate all sorts of interesting nooks and crannies and get into the Kremlin and find out what the uh, leaders were doing, basically. 
It took five years to develop the technology small enough that it could run on the small batteries and minimal batteries that were available because, of course, cats couldn't speak. So they needed listening devices and batteries to go on them. So what did they do? Well, what did they do, Dad? Why are you shaking your head? What? Is this what you did to our poor cat? Leave our cat alone. It had nothing to do with it. It's a cat. Continue. Maybe you were constantly reminding him it's a cat to like remind of the mission. It was a sleeper agent. You're a cat. You're not an agent. You're a cat. You're a cat. No? Okay. <laughs> Basically, in an hour-long procedure, under directives from the CIA, veterinary surgeons implanted a microphone in a cat's ear canal and a small radio transmitter at the base of its skull. Then they put a wire into the fur and weaved it all the way up the cat's tail to act like an antenna, a small battery pack inserted into the cat's chest. Yes, if that sounds horrific, it is because this was 1960s and we did not have quite the advanced tiny technology that we have today, and it was a Franken-cat, a monstrous cat that was created by the CIA. But it did allow the cat to inconspicuously record and transmit sound from its surroundings. There was a problem, though. Cats were not particularly easy to be trained. They were not particularly easily trainable. They got distracted, especially by hunger, which had to be addressed. What they did with that is they inserted another chip into the cat's brain, as far as I understand, or they did some sort of thing to neutralize their urges for hunger. And through the Skinner Box technique, they developed a guiding system that with certain sounds, the cat would go left or right, leading it eventually, it was their idea, to be able to be close enough to listen to conversations. Ultrasonic sounds proved mildly successful in doing this. The training started in a large pen, but it got bigger and bigger after the successful tests occurred in the small pens, and eventually extra sounds were inserted into the pen, like traffic noises and people chatter and different things, so that, you know, the cat would get used to the environments that it would be operating in. Eventually, the last stage was an outdoor environment. I don't know if the trainers reminded the cat during the training that it was a cat. That's yet to be known. Any comment on that? Please continue. <laughs> I'll bring the dogs in. Oh, the dogs. Oh, my goodness. Now, the first mission for Acoustic Kitty was in 1966. A gray-white female cat was chosen. Special Agent Kitty Cat. My name, not the real name, which was classified, of course. Now, tasked with eavesdropping, Special Agent Kitty Cat had to go to two men sat on a park bench in Washington, D.C. and figure out what they were saying. So Special Agent Miss Fluffypuss, because it was a female cat, is released nearby. Yes, I did change the agent's name, just to confuse you, because the actual name is classified, as I said. Released, it was guided by electronic signal to head towards the men. It steps out on the street, and... It is almost immediately hit and killed by a taxi cab that was passing by. The handlers jumped out of a van nearby, scooped up Frankencamp before anyone noticed that it looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger halfway through Terminator 2, and was actually a robo-cat, quickly had the taxi driver arrested and questioned if they were a Soviet spy. Turned out, it was just bad luck. Now, how do you think that interrogation would have gone to the taxi driver? Normal questioning. Turned out, the taxi driver was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and happened to have uh, killed the CIA's agent on their first mission. And that was it. That was the end of Acoustic Kitty, as far as we know. The operation was scrapped after those five years of building it, and only many years later was it revealed that the 
operation even existed when certain CIA papers were declassified. In 2013, Robert Wallace, who is the former director of CIA's Office of Technical Service, said that Project Acoustic Kitty was abandoned due to difficulty in training the cats to behave, likely due to being distracted by shining lights. Which, again, if anyone's ever had a cat, it's not exactly surprising. Wallace actually refuted the taxi story by saying that the equipment was taken out of the cat, the cat was re-sewn for a second time, and lived a long and happy life afterwards. Which I find rather uh, unlikely. Maybe he's trying to cover his own fur. He was sent to a retirement home. Subsequent tests presumed to have also failed with uh, Acoustic Kitty. The project overall was considered a total loss and canceled in 1967 as far as we know. Then again, my father had a cat in the house. Constantly reminded him that it was a cat. Who knows? Uh, The project was finally disclosed in 2001 and the cost of the project was a whopping $20 million at the time, which is roughly equivalent to $160 million dollars in today's cash which again if you look at the other operation that we covered in 1961 it started off as being actually less than this one so priorities yes however there are some accounts that report certain successes for project acoustic kitty a closing memorandum on it saying we believe we could train cats to move short distances but the environmental and security factors in using this technique in a real foreign situation force us to conclude that for our intelligence purposes It would not be practical. However, today, with more technical advancements and uh, sophisticated smaller tech, who knows? Maybe the constant reminder that my cat was a cat was to remind it of its responsibilities later as an agent. (laughs) Is Acoustic Kitty alive today? Are they running agent cats? Wireless Kitty? Microchip Cat? Wi-Fi Whiskers? Do you want to be on a serious side, my dear son? So let me say to you something. Please do. Thank you. Let's look at the objective. Let's see what they actually wanted to achieve and was it even achievable? Mm. And was it a waste of money or was it a, a false situation? Or maybe it was a tool that eventually brought us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And I'll elaborate about it. Okay. You want to listen. Let's take the, the, the case on the bench. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to two people speaking on the bench. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know that they're going to use that bench from other surveillance you do and they've been sitting there before, you would probably want to have something on the bench in advance and activate it. And that's not, a, not shouldn't be a problem even in those days. Or on the tree, a microphone hanging down over it, whatever. Something to do. You don't send an animal or a cat or whatever it's going to be to try and do it. So basically, if you already have the information of someone's going to be in a certain place outside why would you send a creature? You would probably try and do something different. And that's what people did. Now, if it was a coincidental meeting and they heard that these people are going to meet and they followed them and they saw them sitting on a bench, so look how much they had to invest to get a cat to try and <laughs> send him over the road, uh, get him onto the park, make sure he he, he gets close enough that he actually does go there. even It doesn't if get were, hit by a taxi. It doesn't get hit by the taxi, but never mind the taxi, just the mission just to, to be sit in the right position at the right time to listen to the talk would be much easier if someone wandered around, came around, did something else nearby, put something there even while they were there, or put some other device. So you would think you would develop these kind of things even in those days instead of going for an animal to do it. Sure. Now, obviously, you didn't mention it, but 
the, but it's there's some things that are obvious. As you said, the cat doesn't write reports. Yes. And it doesn't uh, tell you what's going on. It doesn't tell you. That's why you the recording devices. the recording devices. And you never know if it's going to be a malfunction. And you never know if it's going to work properly. And you can't have it, uh, and the cat is not always by itself, and it's distracted. So it was very uh, strange to, to, to think that you can actually go ahead and, and do such a thing and it would work. So now, you, you, you also mentioned that they wanted maybe to use a cat not in their country because obviously it's one thing doing it in your country. In Moscow, running a cat, I mean, <laughs> or so, so what are you going to do? You have to bring the cat in. You have to explain why it is. The, cat, the poor cat will freeze to death on the Moscow streets because it's bloody cold, right? So... You're not going to send it abroad. You're not really going to send it somewhere. Now, even if you're going to send it to, it said, you, you mentioned they had a foreign dignitary who, who loved cats and the cats were roaming around. Well, they didn't love cats. There were just cats around him while they were spying yes. on so him. And no one got, cared. No one cared. But it means you have to insert a certain cat into a house. I mean, if you have a, I mean, if a person like knows his cats, he knows what cats is his and what isn't his. So if if you think about it, it was a romantic maybe feeling to take an animal and train him and do something with it. But if you really think about it, it's a waste of money. <laughs> a complete waste C- of complete money. Complete waste of money and an idea. Now, and using, not a little bit of money either. No, not, not a little bit of money. Not a, not a little bit of money at all and resources and, and manpower. But what it did allow them to do and probably made them useful for later is because they had to find ways to make it smaller, yeah. and the technology smaller, that allowed them, with the budgets they made, to come up with devices that probably they use later and sure. different things that we saw in, in Q, in the James Bond movies, or other gadgets that people know that, that have, that spies, or you not know, spies, that people in the, the trade usually have or might have, right. or things that they can have. So I would say that going into that direction would probably give a boost to developing equipment that was used by humans and not by animals, animals right. okay? Now, an animal, okay, you, you have to feed it, you have to clean it, you have to walk around with it, you have, it, it, it's it's a very, very specific, I would say, job. Now, we talk, we, everybody knows about dogs. Everybody knows how dogs are used for different aid for in, in the special units. Yeah. Finding yeah, explosives, going in and, and, and sniffing dogs, out. Guide sniffing dogs. So for that you would say stuff, yeah. to, to, to have a, a pet working for you on that capacity, it makes sense that services would need or want to have certain types of animals that could do certain things. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about certain animals and uses and how it might not okay. have been such a crazy idea to begin so, with. But if you look at the, the, the job of the cat, in this case, <laughs> agent, whatever name you gave it. Kitty cat. Kitty cat. It sounds a bit funny, and that's why we're, although it looked, I mean, you, you were trying to joke about it a lot, and I was trying to say, look, let's keep it serious, because it's, it's absurd. Supposed to be, look, it's absurd. It's right? absurd. You, what you were saying was, was absolutely true, right, in the beginning, okay? Thank if you. it's two people on a park bench, right, and you know they're going to be at that park bench, you bug the bench, you don't need to send a cat to spy on them. Right. If you didn't know they were going to be on the park bench, and they happen to show up, and you're surveying So you're having the area, a cat walking around you, with you all the whole time? You have to have the cat with you? Okay. Not logical either, or you send someone to walk by, and you put... St- or so do something. So what is the application actually for? Theoretically, then, you're saying that you want to train a cat to then release it next to the Soviet embassy, guide it into the Soviet embassy, it listens, and then guide it back to you? Well, everyone knows, unlike the song, the cat didn't 
come back, you know? Cats disappear and go to the neighbors and prefer to live there and maybe come back after two weeks if you're lucky. You know, it's not like a dog that will come back more and, often. And, and usually animals are not set free in, in buildings, you know? You just don't wander around. You don't see a cat sitting in a chair or sitting exactly. around. Exactly. You don't often see a cat in the middle of, a, you know, in someone's living KGB's room and, uh, offices. No. Not that I've been in them, but it's... Uh, I hope not. But anyway... Not talk about any Russians or American or anyone, but it's it's well, very CIA strange. Developed against this case. So again, what was the actual practical application of what they thought they were going to use this for? You have to question that aspect, which is an interesting one. Now, where did they think they were going to use now, this? Now, if you look at it as a whole department that looking at using different animals for different operations, then you can say, look, we have money. We want to see what we can do. There's pigeons, there's dogs, there's rats. Yeah, there's something exactly. we're going to we're discuss it. About some of these and there's here. cats. So they thought, you know what? Let's, Let's see what we're going to do with cats. But if it was only just for cats, I think it was, as as they said, it was the it was scrapped. $20 million it was in, scrapped in the 60s? And it was and it crazy. And in today's world, from the humane side of things, of treatment of animals, you wouldn't do it. Of course not. And you couldn't do Cutting it. Cutting up a cat and insert. Well, first of all, in today's world, it would actually be probably much more applicable because you could put a tiny little chip with a great strong battery that can record for weeks and there's so many it. things you can do today you don't, you don't even need have it to, though you don't need it exactly you just bug someone's phone you don't even have to go out of your office to do things exactly you don't have to send anything anymore but that's not the so era that we're talking Kitty about cat was retired i hope for him it was retired very quickly yeah it's weird to think about what they were actually trying to use and actually it's it's funny to think the year 61 it was started that's bay of pigs operation right $20 million the initial budget for the bay of pigs was 12 million look look at it in a different way from a different angle completely. The Russians send a dog to space. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, but you Sputnik. can train dogs. Uh, yes, but, you know, so animals were looked at as something that you could experiment on and do something with and see yeah. what happens. Still today. So they spent, sent the, the dog up to space and he came back alive, you know, without any chips in him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Now, okay, we talked about animals and their uses and things. So let's let's yes. give the CIA some credit and some do and I, say I that I am you're, you're not. 
And that, you know, animals, it's not such a crazy idea because there were application for animals in intelligence gathering and operations throughout history. I mean, if we go back to the use of animals for humans, we can think about agriculture, of course, all the way back from horses and cows and, you know, domestication of pigs and sheep and all this stuff. Of course, dogs being humankind's best friend uh, and being trained, training them to do all sorts of operations, as we've said. But there were also other animals used for other kinds of crazy things. For instance, bats. In World War II, there was a whole plan developed by the U.S. military to have bombs, little tiny incendiary bombs strapped to different bats. And they would release thousands and thousands of bats over Japan, with the idea being that bats like small nooks and crannies. And Japan at the time, the way it was constructed and kind of more wooden kind of architecture and stuff, those houses had a lot of little nooks and crannies. And the bats would go and find them. And then the bombs had a timer or would be activated and boom, everything would blow up and go in flame. They were training bats and doing all these experiments about how to work this. And uh, they actually carried out some tests, which uh, ended up accidentally burning down a U.S. aircraft hangar. And the idea was never used. Rightly so. Rightly so. But again, interesting concept. Could work. Yes, theoretically, not beyond the pale. Didn't end up happening. A more successful use of flying creatures would be uh, messenger spy pigeons type things. Okay, now, that's used even up to even the, the recently. Absolutely, and that's very common and uh, and a very safe way to use it. Absolutely. So of course we have messenger birds, like yes. pigeons sending messages, secret messages, yes. coded messages. You don't harm the message. bird. You release it, it goes back to its uh, owner. Exactly. Also, it's where it has to go with a message tied up to it. But the CIA have also attached cameras to pigeons, and then they fly around, the camera's taking pictures, and it comes back, and you process the pictures. Those were early satellite shots, you could say. Well, of course, nowadays we have drones and satellite imagery, exactly. not as needed. But back then, when we didn't have those, that's a way to get an aerial view of something where people maybe didn't want you to get an aerial view. Pigeons and ravens were both used throughout history to send messages. Even in popular culture, we've seen this, such as Game of Thrones, where, you know, the ravens are constantly being sent to deliver messages and secret messages and fake messages. So all part of it. Yes. And intercepting different things. So very important. Here's an interesting story that occurred. Dolphins were accused of spying near Gaza for the Israeli intelligence when a series of dolphins were swimming around and Hamas considered that they were spying for them. Also in Norway, Norway. there were whales that the Norwegians claimed were spies for the Russian intelligence because they had um, Russian harnesses on the whales and they were swimming by Norwegian waters. So Collecting data on Collecting on, data on, on what's going on. Now, as crazy as this may sound, dolphins, very intelligent creatures, have actually been trained to detect and clear mines, to detect submarines, even carry cameras, retrieve tools, or even guard restricted areas. They've even been used to detect and detain suspects they encounter. So, as crazy as it may sound, these things have happened. Another interesting thing is, in 2006, the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, asked scientists to create cyborg insects. And they successfully created a remote-controlled beetle. Very sci-fi. I remember in Men in Black, there was like a scene with like a spy fly or something. So yes. now this is not a robotic beetle. This is a beetle, a real living beetle that they've done stuff that they can control how it moves. Insects, obviously more simple-brained creatures. And obviously the advantage of having a living organic creature with the ability to spy is more advantageous than a robotic, completely artificial thing, which is a little bit more difficult to create and more expensive, possibly. So 
2006, guys, that's uh, a while ago. Imagine what the technology is today. But then again, as you've said, we don't need it today. Another case that I remember from history was uh, with rats, putting them with uh, explosives. Yes. In the Second World War. The Russians know. tried to send out rats under tanks. They were trained. It's a famous story. I think it was World War One or Two. I guess it was. They yeah, trained the, rats to run under tanks with explosives. And when the battle started, they released all the rats, except they were trained with Russian tanks. So they ran under the Russian tanks and blew up the Russian tanks. No, there was another one where they, they were hoping that the Germans would burn them, send them dead rats uh, filled with explosives, and they would put them in the furnaces and blow. And then... Ah. And then, uh, but the Germans uh, discovered that they uh, had explosives in them and that they didn't put them in the furnaces because they were hoping to blow the whole thing up. Well, that's another technique that's been used is sending dead carcasses of animals in siege warfare, maybe over walls for poisoning. Or there's a story in ancient Egypt where they threw yes. cats to taunt the Egyptians because the Egyptians revered cats. Poor so kitty cats. as we see, animals have been used mm-hmm. uh, to help armies, governments, people in their in their work they have to do yes my favorite story is as recent as 2007 squirrels you never would have thought it but the iranian army arrested a team of 14 spy squirrels near a nuclear enrichment plant however it was never entirely clear what mischief they were up to or if they were ever released and who it was that sent these spy squirrels actually even recently if i'm not mistaken a special mouse rat died and he was uh, honored because he was able to discover over four to 500 mines and he was used to clear up minefields. Oh, right, yeah. The rats were used to sniff out mines or something yes. as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So even today, animals are used for all sorts of uh, operations that are done around the world. But there's a difference between... Those animals and cats. Those animals and the missions that they were asked to do. It's a different, different thing completely. Absolutely. There's a Terry Pratchett quote, which is something along the lines of like, uh, in ancient Egypt, the cats were revered as gods. To this day, they have not forgotten this. <laughs> something like this. Uh, cats, anyone who has a cat, knows, they're not trainable. They do what they want to do. It's not a pet. For a cat, you're the pet. It's like your roommates. There's a lot of pet lovers um, probably listening to this broadcast and they might not agree with you. Cats are great pets. I'm they're not saying they're pets. not great pets, but they're not like it's it's a different type of dynamic it has its mind of his own and he does what he wants exactly it 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 doesn't do what you want (laughs) and even though you might train him or try to train him for certain things there are things that he won't do right and being a good agent is not one of them a cat will always sit in the least convenient place for you to want it to sit at for instance now, if you're wondering why we stopped talking about Operation Acoustic Kitty, it's because um, that's that's really there is all there is to say about it. Not much, not much else. So I guess let's move on to some questions, shall we? The viability of this technology in uh, today's world with advanced tech. I mean, much more viable to try something like this today, theoretically. Again, it comes back to my original comment earlier. What is the the objective of what you want to achieve? If you want to listen to people. Today, there's much better devices to do it. Everybody walks around with a device on him. One kind of device or another. Exactly. So there's other ways to listen to you if you want to. You don't have to send an animal to listen to you. And things are all connected Wi-Fi. Like I remember um, a person got a pacemaker put in and they were like, there's Wi-Fi and it's connected and we can monitor it. They can that's monitor dangerous because then you can... You can do anything do today. Electronics has taken over the world from that point of view. Everything is very all small. You have drones. So you don't have to fly animals. You can sit somewhere and do it. 
so really there's no real need for most places to use any animals. But you would say that, as I said earlier, that by um, having these programs maybe allowed you to do experiments on minimizing mm-hmm. certain equipment and that made the technology available for other things. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the benefit of it. But I don't see the in any, as far as I understand, there's no uh, special pet department in, organiz- in intelligence organizations that go out and recruit uh, stray cats and dogs and teach them to be agents. Right. That's, that's not going to go. That's cat. not going to be there. No. And there's no budgets for it. And it's not necessary. Not necessary. It's not necessary. Days. Now, if you could take any animal on an operation with you, which would it be? <laughs> I wouldn't. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Is any animal viable to take with you on an operation? No, unless you need it for dog? your cover. A dog would be a viable animal. It depends on your cover. You know, if you parrot. He's <laughs> a spy. He's <laughs> a spy. <laughs> um, it's um, there are operations that you might need an, an animal with you, or you to go to certain areas or places. Mm-hmm. You need to use it. Doesn't mean you don't engage with animals, but right. it's not part of the curriculum, I would say, of uh, handling of agents. Is it viable to test these kind of crazy ideas? At what cost? I would say in in those days, everything was open. It was a necessity. Uh, you want to have an edge over your competitor. We talked about the the Russians are using uh, dogs to go to to space. So, so why not use cats to spy on them? Uh, so, so everybody thought, well, let's see what we can do with animals. I mean, it wasn't only to send to space, but mm-hmm. it was like, okay, it's let's use anything that's available. And mm-hmm. there are areas you can get to and, and don't can't get to, and that's what they did. But uh, no, I don't think so. So you don't think it's viable to test these kind of crazy ideas? <laughs> So that's the closing point that you make. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go through that avenue. No. So there's no value in this failed experiment because you said earlier that it was viable at the end of the day. That they, at least they developed technology. It was helpful. It allowed to develop technology. That's the only advantage I can see for it. I don't see anything else that can come up from it. So if you're the head of an agency and someone says, "I got this crazy idea. It's not going to cost too much. Just a mill, but it's crazy. Not not worth it to try it." I would invest my money in a different adventures because you have a limited amount of resources, and it's where you and, choose. And uh, yes, and uh, after working ten years on the cat, what's he going to do? Run agents? <laughs> All he knows is to do is run dogs. Roots, run dogs. I mean, you know. I'm, I'm trying to understand the the hierarchy of decision making to reach this operation, like this kind of thing. Like, surely, I mean, you say back then the '60s, duh, everyone started, but like. Where was the person going, guys, this is a cat? I don't think it's like, a, where's the person saying what you said? Okay, if it's a bench, why don't we put the thing on the bench? If it's a this, what are we actually trying to achieve? Where was that person? What's the hierarchy here? What's the chain? I don't understand. Well, you have to understand, as you said, uh, the the guy that was looking into it was, what's his name you said? Uh, the Skinner? Skinner? Skinner. Well, that was the psych- He wasn't in the CIA. Yeah, yeah but, no, no, but, but that's where it started, that you can actually control someone's mind. And there was all sorts of experiments. Yeah, MKUltra, mind control. All sorts of, of experiments on humans about how they can control a mind from a distance or do things. There were some films about it. Uh, hypnotize, uh, take advantage of people. So why not do it on animals? I mean, if you do it on people, why not on animals? And mm-hmm. and you don't have to pay a lot to a cat to do the job. Sure. I mean, uh, just feed him. So just remember, this is why there's potholes on their street, because the money is spent on training cats. <laughs> Among other places. So 
it was available. Someone said it it could be done, and and you know, we said, you know what, try it, mm. see what happens. It took five years. Why wasn't it stopped sooner? Because it's human nature. When you invest, throw in money on something, and then some cost. You say, oh, I only need a little bit more to complete something, instead of just cutting your losses. Mm-hmm. Look. We we don't know the whole picture. Maybe this wasn't the only operation they did. It sounds strange to me that after one experiment where they took one cat and and crossed the road and it didn't make it to the other side, it decided <laughs> to scrap it. It doesn't make sense. They don't. A whole program is not based on one cat crossing a road. Well, you'd never expect the punchline to that joke. Why did the cat cross the road to spy on the Russians? <laughs> so you don't expect that one. I'm sure it wasn't even the Russians there. It was probably it was an exercise because probably. probably they did it. They had to exercise, and you don't send a, an agent to the field for the first time. You have to exercise. So they probably did have success. So we we shouldn't mock Limited it completely. Success. I mean, otherwise, you wouldn't do it, or you're very desperate. And whatever the case was. It just—it's in today's world. We know we're, we were laughing halfway through this because it sounds so ridiculous. But in those days, you were looking for every every advantage, every advantage you, you could take, and they thought, you know what? Maybe that will give us the advantage where the other side doesn't have. Maybe we can get to areas we couldn't. So the decision why someone decided to not to stop it—they said, you know what? Let's try it. See what happens. Fair in today's enough. world, there's other things. You know, there, there's other. All sorts of people come with the funny ideas in the electronic world that eventually work or sometimes they don't. But if you don't give it a chance, you won't know. Fair enough. But if the people who were behind it said, listen, the advantages are that we can develop certain equipment, we can develop certain areas of expertise, then as an organization you say, you know what, why don't you try it on um, – on instead of on people, tried on animals first. Who knows where they, why, mm. how they convince other people, the organizations to do it. Anything else you want to say? No, no, I'm not. I don't think there's much to say on this uh, this episode. I mean, it's a bit uh, sad that the cat uh, had to uh, cross the road <laughs> and uh, meet its uh, demise. But uh, okay, that's it is what it is. We'll end with two quotes. One from Bill Danda. I had been told that the training procedure with cats was difficult. It's not. Mine had me trained in two days. And by the wise man Mark Twain. If animals could speak, the dog would be a blundering, outspoken fellow. But the cat would have the rare grace of never saying a word too much. Of all God's creatures, there is only one that cannot be made slave of the leash. That one is the cat. If a man could be crossed with the cat, it would improve the man. But it would deteriorate the cat. This was Spies and Lies. Thanks for listening. And remember... You are a cat. (laughs) Spies and Lies is a Grumpy Golem production with original scoring and mastering by Julian Dussault. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to share with your friends and leave a comment or review wherever you're listening from. It really helps. Thanks, guys. If you have any questions or subjects you'd like for my father and I to cover, drop us a message. Or send a pigeon. (laughs) Or send a pigeon. And we'll do our best to get back to you. You can find us on Facebook or message us at grumpygolemproduction at gmail.com. Until next time.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.